Good morning to you. Welcome to the papers for Tuesday, the 27th of February, 2024, Tuesday morning. Uh, Good morning. I hope you're well. You're in fine form. I'm Richie Allen. This is the papers looking at the front pages of today's dailies, reporting on what the papers are covering and then looking inside the same newspapers. We will start with The Guardian today. The Guardian. Front page. Experts warn Hunt over dubious case for unfunded budget tax cuts. Now, a number of newspapers yesterday and today have begun trailing next week's budget, next week's Chancellor of the Exchequer. Uh, The budget will be announced by Jeremy Hunt. The Guardian is reporting that Jeremy Hunt's financial planning has been described as dubious and lacks credibility by a leading economic think tank, which is warning that he should not announce tax cuts in the budget if he is unable to detail how they will be funded. Mm, Surprise, surprise. No tax cuts, no tax cuts, says a Conservative think tank. No tax cuts, you've got to increase taxes. There's also a story on the front page of The Guardian I will get into in a few minutes. Labour plan to battle misogyny in schools. We'll come back to that for sure. The I leads with Hunt has six days to find tax cuts to save Tory MPs. And I've mentioned this on the Richie Allen Show and on previous editions of the papers. That is the Labour Party is expected to win the forthcoming general election. Labour is 20 points ahead in most opinion polls at the moment. The Tories have been in power for 14 years. It's a slam dunk, you would imagine anyway. Okay, but it is being claimed that this budget, the announcement of the budget next week, is is about the last chance the Conservative Party has of regaining some ground on Labour. But he's being told you can't announce any tax cuts without explaining how you will pay for them. The Times has a photograph on the front page of the actor Ben Affleck and his missus, the actress and singer Jennifer Lopez. The woman with the biggest arse in the world. No, she doesn't. She's got a big arse though. Um, You can see it, can't you? From the moon, apparently. Anyway, uh, they're on the front page. I'm proof that Britain isn't racist, says Sunak. This is the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Comments made by Conservative MP Lee Anderson prompted this statement. You know that Lee Anderson has had the whip suspended, meaning he's been temporarily, but it will be permanent, I think, booted from the ranks of the Conservative Party. He's an independent now, for the time being, MP, because he claimed that the Mayor of London, Rishi Sunak, was controlled by Islamists, and that Islamism is running amok in the UK. And he's refused to back down, has Anderson. And Sunak has come out and said, well, I'm obviously of, I'm a man of colour. My heritage is Indian. And the fact that I'm Prime Minister is proof enough that Britain is not racist, that is Sunak. That's the Times, the, the Daily Express. Get him back. Tories rally round race row Lee Anderson. That's pretty self-explanatory. 
if you um yeah the express is running with um that the backbench conservative MPs you know the the Eurosceptic MPs backbenchers the Brexiteers a lot of them are really really pissed off that Lee Anderson has been suspended and they are demanding that he is recalled and that the whip is restored we'll talk a little bit about it in a moment let's go to the sun front page friends and traitors is the headline there's a photograph of Courtney Cox the actress from friends and the scream film franchise traitors is a BBC television reality type game show isn't it where I can't really describe it because I haven't watched it really there will be a celeb version and apparently Courtney Cox is being lined up presumably for a small fortune the Daily Mirror the Mirror has run an investigation and it claims 100 kids a day are victims of sick online blackmailers. The story is that an increasing trend amongst youngsters to share nude photographs of themselves is, well, it's coming back to haunt a lot of kids because they're being blackmailed for it. And The Mirror reckons, because of its own investigation, which you can read for free, at mirror.co.uk that is if you can stand about 500 advertisements popping up every couple of minutes but if you want to read it 100 kids a day are falling foul of these blackmail scams that is the mirror the daily telegraph army wives force mod u-turn over housing uh what's that about well let's have a, a quick look at it Um, The paper says, a plan by the Ministry of Defence to change the way army accommodation is allocated has been shelved because of a backlash from military wives. The proposal would have allocated housing by the number of children a serviceman or woman has rather than their rank and was paused by Defence Secretary Grant Shapps because of growing anger. So it would have allocated housing based on the number of kids a serviceman or servicewoman has, rather than rank, which is how they traditionally did it, apparently. And it has been shelved because the housewives, the wives are pissed off. Metro. Cat sadist killed... uh, Excuse me. Cat sadist caged for killing a stranger. This is about Scarlett Blake, who's a man. We'll talk briefly about this in a moment. Because a Guardian journalist has quit the newspaper because of the way the Guardian has reported this story. Scarlett Blake is a man who identifies as a woman and was recently jailed for a quarter of a century for murdering Jorge Martin uh, Carreno, Jorge Martin Carreno in 2021. The Metro says this man is a cat sadist because he was jailed for live-streaming himself killing a cat. But typically... The newspapers all refer to this man as she. And I'll come back to it briefly in a moment. The Financial Times leads with a story about global house price downturn, how it shows signs of reversal as rate cut hopes rise. It ran that story yesterday. Did the Financial Times, it's running it again today. Let me just do something here now. Yeah, that should be a tiny bit better. Okay, lovely. So that's the Financial Times. And shall we finish with the star? Headline in the star, Sing for Your Supper is the headline. 
Boffin reveals we should serenade our food to improve our well-being. Some scientist is suggesting that we should sing to our food before eating it to improve our well-being. Okay, those were the front pages. Let's have a look inside. This is the papers. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, wherever you happen to be listening. Thank you for downloading it. As I recorded right now, it's 6.16 in the a.m. Okay, here's a story in The Guardian. It was on the front page. It's important. Labour to help schools develop male influencers to combat Tate misogyny. Not to put too fine a point on it, this is about fucking with the minds of young men and brainwashing them. And that's really what it is. Labour would help schools to train young male influencers who can counter the negative impact of people like Andrew Tate, according to the Shadow Education Secretary, whose name is Bridget Philipson. She's given an interview to The Guardian and says sexual harassment or harassment needs to be combated in schools. Of course, there's no evidence of any sexual harassment epidemic in schools or that there's an epidemic of misogyny a young, among even male, a young male um, students. No evidence. Now, now, I'm not stupid. We don't live in a vacuum. I understand there is an issue with some of the material that is presented to young men on smartphones, particularly the easy access young men have to pornography. And, and sadly, most of the pornographic behemoths, and by behemoths, I mean the very big websites, you know, the porn hubs and whatnot, and they are, you know, front page, they are pre- presenting, and they are, I don't know if you could say championing, but if you go on the websites, it is often, you, you're confronted with, very, very quickly, very violent pornography. And this is a problem. I have no doubt about that. But there isn't any hard evidence. Uh, There are isolated examples, but no hard evidence that this is leading to an epidemic of misogyny in schools or sexual harassment. Okay? And and, and that's how I see it anyway. So the Guardian says that Andrew Tate is a self-professed misogynistic influencer who's amassed nearly 9 million followers on Twitter and continues to use his social media platforms even though he faces rape and human, human trafficking charges in Romania. So the Labour announced these plans yesterday to help schools develop young male mentors to teach pupils how to question the material they see on social media from people like Andrew Tate. Young male mentors within schools would be a powerful counterbalance to some of the negativity that young men might be exposed to online Phillips instead. I'm going to leave this one here because I've spoken about this too much on the Richie Allen Show. Speaking to young men and young women about what they see online and about how to behave and how to speak to, you know, and how to to be, how to be around members of the opposite sex, that should be the domain of the kids' mum and dad full stop. Schools should focus more on teaching arithmetic, teaching writing, teaching good spelling, good grammar, preparing kids to be able to read and write, okay, and to be able, I suppose, in some way, to get on in life when they leave school. But enough of the brainwashing now. Enough of involving yourselves, schools, in, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, what kids, what children should think and what they should feel about various social issues and whatnot. Get on with teaching the kids and for everything else, leave it to the parents. You know, there is no evidence of a epidemic, as I said, of misogyny or sexual harassment among young men. There is a problem with the things they can easily access on their phones, but that should be dealt with by their parents and by their parents alone, in my opinion. The Daily Mirror. Man claims he's cured of HIV and cancer after groundbreaking stem cell treatment. Now, this is Paul Edmonds, um, who is from Desert Hot Springs in California, had given up hope he'd ever be free of acute myeloid leukemia. Okay, but he says he's been in remission for five years after groundbreaking stem cell transplant treatment at a centre in California. Now, I'm very interested in stem cell treatment, which I believe is not or has not been okayed by the regulatory body, the MHRA here in the UK. And I understand it is illegal in the United States of America. Now, in places like Mexico and other countries in Latin America, stem cell treatment um, is legal and people travel from the United States, usually people with an enormous amount of money at their disposal for stem cell, I can't say it, stem cell treatment. I'm very interested in it. Around about six months ago, we were told that in all likelihood our German Shepherd pup had elbow dysplasia, which was a heartbreaking thing to hear. Okay, she had she had been dealing with a horrendous limp for a long time and she'd been confined to very short lead walks and it was a terrible thing really, you know, such a young girl, she wasn't two at the time. Anyway, there is a vet, there is a vet it operates, sorry, there is a, a, a treatment centre operating in the south of the UK. It's the only one in the country, Stem Cell Vets. And we had a lovely conversation with the leader of the, the, uh, the company. And he explained that what they would do in the event that Bobby Jean uh, did have elbow dysplasia was that they would bring her in, they would take blood cells from her stomach, they would culture those they would grow cells then in a lab stem cells and then they would re they would inject those cells into her elbow and that would cause a regeneration of cell growth the diseased cells you know causing the elbow dysplasia would basically vanish replaced by very healthy cells and her limp would be no more and they would keep her cells in the lab and maybe every two years she'd have another quick injection and Bob's your uncle and a number of former retired sports stars in the US who've been left with knee problems and shoulder problems are going to Mexico to have stem cell treatment because they can't have it done in the US because the FDA hasn't approved it. The M um, the MHRA here in the UK hasn't approved it either, but I'm very interested in it. And I'm fascinated by this man saying that stem cell transplant treatment has completely cured his myeloid leukemia, which is a deadly cancer. And he hasn't had, you know, the debilitating chemotherapy or radi radiotherapy. I'm very, very interested in that. As somebody who's, you know, I've got a serious shoulder problem, 
and I have knee problems myself, it's something I might look into in the future. It might reduce or maybe eliminate the need for hip and knee replacements. Who knows in the future? But as it stands, um, it's not. Um, it hasn't been approved here in the UK. Telegraph. Tory MP claims Birmingham and London have no go areas amid Islamophobia realm. This is Paul Scully. He's a Tory MP, once ran uh, to be the Conservatives' London mayoral candidate. He made these remarks during a discussion about allegations of anti-Muslim sentiments within the Conservative Party. Paul Scully. There are religious no-go areas in Birmingham and East London, he said. As the Telegraph reports, this comes as Sunak, the Prime Minister, is under pressure over his handling of comments by Lee Anderson, who was stripped of the Tory whip after claiming that Islamists have got control of Sadiq Khan. In an interview with BBC London, Scully made reference to parts of the capital and Birmingham with high Muslim populations. He said, and I quote, The point I'm trying to make is if you look at parts of Tower Hamlets, for example, where there are no-go areas, parts of Birmingham Spark Hill, where there are no-go areas, mainly because of doctrine, mainly because of people using, abusing in many ways, their religion too, because it is not the doctrine of Islam to espouse what some of these people are saying. That, I think, is the concern that needs to be addressed. Now, Andy Street is the mayor of the West Midlands, and he is a Tory, and he said those in Westminster need to stop the nonsense slurs. He posted on Twitter, the idea that Birmingham has a no-go zone is news to me, and I suspect the good people of Spark Hill. It really is time for those in Westminster to stop the nonsense slurs and experience the real world. I, for one, am proud to lead the most diverse place in Britain. Yawn. Anyway, Labour's Jess Phillips, who is a Birmingham MP, a Labour MP for Birmingham, uh, called it drivel and wants an apology from Scully. So this is more of the culture war bollocks I discussed last night. In the monologue on the Richie Allen show, this is all about distracting it from the real issues of the day and where they're taking humanity. I think you understand it. I don't need to tell you. Uh, Speaking of Lee Anderson, the suspended Tory MP, he's refused to apologise for suggesting that Sadiq Khan is controlled by Islamists. He says his remarks were born out of frustration at the Mayor of London, uh, his record. Um, Now, Rishi Sunak said that Anderson's comments were wrong, but wouldn't call... It uh, wouldn't call the comments or label them as homophobic, excuse me, Islamophobic. In a statement released via GB News, GB News, by the way, employs Lee Anderson as a broadcaster. It's fucking hilarious. I've talked about this too much. When you think you are right, Anderson said you should never apologise because to do so would be a sign of weakness. He insisted his comments weren't racist at all and he wouldn't apologise to Khan while he has a breath in his body. He is styling himself Anderson as a man who says it like it is. A bit of a Clint Eastwood type, um, you know, shoot from the hip guy who uh, speaks, who, who says what everybody thinks but doesn't dare to say. It's all bullshit, of course. Uh, again, I got into it last night 
on the Richie Allen Show. Let's go inside the Guardian. Guardian writer boycott, boycotts newspaper for failing to tell readers cat killer murderer was transgender. Now, this is very interesting. A Guardian writer has, has basically quit the paper. Uh, Louise Tickle is her name. She's an award-winning writer, journalist, and she's been writing for The Guardian for two decades. She's accused the paper of deceiving its readers for using the word woman in its headline and not making a single reference to the fact that Scarlett Blake was transgender in an article about the case. Scarlett Blake is a fucking freak, not because he is a transgender but he destroyed a cat, a defenceless, beautiful animal, in a blender, inspired by um, a Netflix drama, and then went on to murder a man called Jorge Martin Carreno in July of 2021. Blake has been sentenced to 24 years in jail. The Guardian, like every other newspaper, covered it, but decided that it wasn't important to mention that this fucker was really a man. Now, writing to Catherine Viner, the Guardian's editor. Louise Tickle said, I've contributed to The Guardian for nearly two and a half decades. But as a result of an utterly dismaying news piece published on Friday, I cannot do so again until I'm confident The Guardian is able to demonstrate that its reporters, editors and management understand what constitutes a fact and stops deceiving its readers. Tickle explained that upon reading the article, Online last Friday, she was left unaware that Blake was a male killer. How could I, said Tickle. The headline used the word woman, and nowhere in the piece did it reference the killer being transgender. So Tickle went on to say, As far as any of your other readers were concerned, a woman had committed an extraordinarily depraved and sexually motivated murder of a man after having carried out a hideous act of animal cruelty. It is disgraceful. And well done, Louise Tickle. Of course it is disgraceful. Absolutely. You know. So um as far as I understand, The Guardian has now included yes, The Guardian has now included a note under its online article saying this article was updated on twenty third February twenty twenty four to further add details and biographical information, including reference to Blake's transgender identity. So the Guardian is back down somewhat. Interesting. Well done to Louise Tickle, who has been applauded by people like J.K. Rowling, unsurprisingly. You're listening to the papers. The Times. Here's an interesting one. Freddie Mercury, we love Freddie, Freddie Mercury's house on sale for £30 million, but fans can't see listing. Why not? Well, the West, sorry, it, yeah, it's at West London is where uh, Freddie's house is. It's up for sale. Prospective buyers will need deep pockets to even see the Georgian mansion. The Kensington home of the late great Queen singer is on the market for 30 million, but there is no online listing. He bought Garden Lodge in 1980 and lived there until he died in 1991. Mary Austin, Freddie's friend, inherited the house. Its layout and details of square footage will not be disclosed due to privacy concerns, according to the estate agent 
Knight Frank. It was really only ever my house in name only, said Mary Austin. I had worked on it with Freddie and for him, and it will always be his. It was his dream, it was his vision. She's been living alone in the place after her two kids moved out and says it's time has come or the time has come for me to sell the house. 30 million quid. Can you believe it? And the reason it's all very cloak and dagger is Knight Frank, the the agency, is worried about fans, you know, wanting to come and have a look at it, posing as potential uh, buyers. So they're not giving any details and they will vet potential buyers to make sure they do indeed have the funds to buy it if push comes to shove. So Queen fans thinking, I'll have a look around Freddie's house now by pretending to be interested in buying it. Well, they've seen you coming a mile away. You won't be able to uh, to get inside it, sadly, for Queen fans. And I know one or two, one particular um, avid Queen fan, fanatic would be fair, I think, uh, to describe my old pal Nigel. The Guardian. Slave play writer criticises star casting, but Kit Harrington to feature in West End Run. This isn't wokeism. It's an interesting... I, f- I found this an interesting read. Slave, pe- S- slave play is the title of a controversial play about race and sexuality. Now, when it was first performed on Broadway, there were a lot of protests about it by woke people. Slave play, look it up and you'll see what it's about. Um, Do you want me to tell you what it's about? No? Do you want me to tell you what it's about? Just very briefly. It was written by a guy um, whose name is Jeremy O'Harris. And he wrote it in his first year, I believe, at the Yale School of Drama. It debuted It debuted in 2019, and there was a petition to have it cancelled, um, with people signing the petition saying that the play um, made light of slavery and left audiences offended and traumatised. The play was set at a, at a sexual performance therapy workshop, with three interracial couples attempting to reinvigorate their relationships while role-playing being on a plantation. Jesus, it sounds absolutely wonderful. doesn't sound like it's my cup of tea. But the play itself was about couples going to sexual performance therapy, part of which was where they would role-play being on a plantation. That's what the play is about. Wokists tried to have it cancelled. They failed. It was nominated for a lot of Tonys. It didn't win any. But now the guy who wrote it says that um, commercial theatres' dependency on casting celebrities is turning theatre into a Disney World attraction, even though his play has just hired Kit Harrington, who famously played Jon Snow on Game of Thrones, the HBO blockbuster uh, series based on George or Martin's books, right? So he said casting or hiring big-name TV, film, and even social media stars to perform in the West End could dilute the theatre experience and was no guarantee of success. I find that interesting. I find that interesting because I know from my own experience of going to the theatre, watching films, and I know from speaking to actors and actresses 
that performing on stage and performing in film, two completely different things. And there are people who are maybe not household names, who are brilliantly talented when it comes to um, acting in the theatre. Maybe they're losing out now because, you know, production companies are thinking, we need to put bums on seats, we need to guarantee. So let's get the big television star uh, to sign on and that's going to make it, um, you know, more likely that it will be a financial success. And this guy's saying, well, putting these big name TV people famous for like Game of Thrones or The Sopranos or Breaking Bad is diluting the theatre experience. And he says it's no guarantee that you'll get bums on seats. Interesting that in The Guardian as well. So that's about it really for today's papers there. To go back to the BBC News website, a lot of coverage about Islamophobia and anti-Semitism. Um, also the forthcoming budget as well. Um, there there are a number of reports on a potential ceasefire in Gaza. Joe Biden, the US President, has been speaking overnight and he reckons that a ceasefire could be announced as early as this weekend or or by next Monday at the latest. People will be praying that Joe Biden is, is right. Um, I don't pray myself, but I do hope, of course, that he is right, that the bombing and the shelling and the killing will stop. Uh, more than 30,000 Palestinians are dead now. Uh, let's hope it stops. The COVID inquiry um, is heading to Wales to hear how the Welsh Labour government handled the pandemic. So that's uh, getting a bit of coverage on the BBC News website as well. And that's, as I said, it for the papers. Now, the Richie Allen Show will not be on air at four o'clock today. I explained this yesterday. An engineer will be here for most of the day working on the studio, which was built by the same engineers back in the summer of 2022. That's right, 2022. It hasn't had any maintenance. It, 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 think of it like a car. It needs a service. And there are one or two little things which need repairing. So I'll have an engineer here all day long. So the next time you hear me will be on the papers tomorrow, Wednesday. And the Richie Allen Show is back on air uh, tomorrow, Wednesday as well. Uh, thank you uh, for your patience. Until uh, the next time from me, it is bye. Bye for now. Have a great Tuesday. 